This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right, this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. We have now got the ability to have DJ edits on our site. So not only can you stream DJ edits and songs from the cloud into your preferred DJ software or even hardware using BeatSource Link, we now have edits made of a lot of them. So log on there, okay? And if you want to pre-save the stuff from the cloud into our offline locker, it's been upped to a thousand songs, I think. So there's more than enough for you. Try it out. You want to try it out, use this link. Or use this uh, code, the 20, T-H-E-2-0, for a 60-day trial, free 60-day trial. Let us know what you think. And now today, our guest, we've got someone that's repping Vancouver that has made his mark on the scene up there as one of the best open format DJs in clubs, events, and beyond, as well as throwing some of the longest running nights in the city. Not only is he super creative on the turntables, he also has a dope clothing line, a lifestyle brand if you may called the homie depot i'm wearing a shirt right now all you youtube people uh check that out uh this was something he put together for valentine's day his stuff is always super timely up to date with pop culture hilarious funny and he's got he's gonna expand it he's got a lot more cool stuff coming we talk about it on the show uh but that's not it he's also the dj city rep for vancouver he does fresh things with his crew the freshest he even battles black bears in his backyard between scratch sessions. Please welcome to the show, DJ Marvel. We are here all the way from Vancouver. Please give it up for DJ Marvel. That's right. That's right. What up? What up? How you doing? Great, man. Stoked that you made this happen. I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked that you made it happen and uh, we get to talk to you, have the connection the la to vancouver connection going on right now yeah what uh um, 95 connection that's right you could you could <laughs> drive it all the way from my house to yeah. your house i don't know how long that would take but <laughs> a good like few four days. days or something three yeah. or four days yeah you'd have to you know switch off but um how to, is it i have to really want to see you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do really want to see you but i think we can handle this uh virtual and this, yeah, this for will, a while this will suffice <laughs> uh, how is it up there like uh in terms of pandemic and djing like are clubs open and bars and you working again and e, fortunately yes yes definitely so i think things are opening like not everything is back up and open like our sunday party hasn't uh, fully open yet but as okay. far as like like you said bars and things like that are definitely open and they have had djs going on for a long time right um fortune fortune where i play at on saturday is operating at like a kind of a lounge thing where people are at tables and stuff oh, just so okay. there's no dance floor basically ah uh, okay um, got it but it's still a vibe bro it's still a vibe. <laughs> it's still a vibe well fortune is a vibe i mean it's one of the longest mm-hmm. running and dopest clubs uh, in Vancouver, right? I mean, I remember playing Definitely. there. Oh yeah, probably in 2010, and I, I don't know if you were there that night, um, or if we played together or what. But I remember being told okay. probably by you and some other people that 
you can get as open as you want. Like the crowd will mm-hmm. go with everything. Mm-hmm. And 2010 was like prime time open format. We're playing yeah, crookers absolutely. and Bon Jovi and, you know, hip hop and old school, new school. So I remember just having the greatest time ever there and the crowds so, eating it up. Um, so that's so cool to hear that you're back there. They're still going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, they are. They, they are. luckily yeah. they've been able to like, just, maintain throughout the pandemic above all and then to be operating again and to be back there DJing is is great that's great and it's run by legendary people too um g-man and risk right shout out to g-man and risk um and they also partner with uh blueprint who's a huge like club festival like they do everything up here so they partnered up on that as well but definitely started with g-man and risk who i owe a lot to as well for just putting us on like, I don't know, early 2000s in kind of the Vancouver nightlife scene. Right. And they're legendary in the Vancouver light, ni- light knife, uh, nightlife scene <laughs> and light knife. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as well as clothing. I mean, like they have this, they had Big distribution, time. distribution centers and like all that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Garrett still operates time bomb, uh, which distributes okay. so many brands through it, like Stan socks, uh, uh, Ruka, like I don't know, he started with Fresh Jive, yeah, a long, long time ago. He there, you can look up an interview with him about talking about all this. But the, he right. has an enormous warehouse where they distribute through all throughout Canada, and they host No Show, which is like the trade show over here and stuff, right? Uh, as well as I think he sold his uh, shares in Livestock. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they owned Livestock as well, right? Which, which was a, a big kind of Canada's Canada's biggest like sneaker show, right? Store. Right. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. And, and they're just like ingrained in the culture and they come from music and risk. Were they both DJs? I know Rob risk was, Mm -hmm. is a DJ. Garrett, Garrett was definitely DJ. He's a great MC as well. Um, but Rob is very passionate about music and a house DJ at heart for sure. Yeah. A B-boy and house DJ at heart. And, and then judging from his Instagram the past few years, he's passionate about (laughs) traveling the entire globe. (laughs) Yep, he spent a lot of time abroad, living the life. That guy, um, yeah, man, hell yeah. But uh, they deserve it. They're they're absolute Absolutely. legends, and um, so you know, like you said, just so supportive of so many amazing, great DJs from all over yes. Canada and all over the world. Really, oh yeah, that's dope. They, they that's- definitely, uh, they definitely like were just to speak on them again. Just yeah. like in the earlier times when they put me on, bringing in DJs like. Nobody was bringing in Kid Capri and like paying for all his records to come there and all this stuff. Like they were definitely like whenever they had a chance to do something that was kind of bucket list for them, they would want to do it for the city too, which right. is cool. That's so cool. That's great. Well, glad to hear they're still open. And I know it's like a super dance club, but um, uh huh. It's like I said, I was kind of just joking when I said it's still a vibe, but it's definitely still <laughs> no. I know like, what you mean <laughs> the energy's there. The energy's there. That's cool, but it's still. Are you guys allowed to have dance floors and things and festivals, or is it still mm, that you got to be? There's, there are down? definitely concerts announced uh, coming in the September, October kind of months. Mm-hmm. Whether or not there's a dance floor, I'm not sure. Like they announced right. a Migos concert recently at uh, an arena that Rico's DJing opening up for and stuff with uh, Genie, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if that's happening or like what it changes all the time. So I'm not too sure, but right. I think it's going on. And um, and just for the people at home to know, we are recording this podcast at night. We're doing a night cast here. So yeah, we're man. taking a page from Drink Champs. May not get as faded, but uh, we got drinks going on. <laughs> I see you drinking a beer for all the audio am, listeners. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking out there? What kind of beer? 
This is some uh, leftover beer from when we had house guests and they left it behind. <laughs> nice. That's always the good good stuff. Yeah, this is the wet this is the West Coast Pale Ale. It's got a mermaid on the Ooh. I don't know if that's in focus. Oh, look at that. Talisman. Talisman. Ah, yes. Okay. It's I tasty. I, I looked through got? my fridge and I was like, what should I drink? And I found three things. I brought them all here. It's like a sampler. I've got Local Roots Hard Ooh. Kombucha. Kind of sounds disgusting, but might be good. I've got <laughs> Peanut Butter Stout. This is some Z-Trip style mm. beer here that he puts me onto. Um, and this isn't even beer. We got a High Boy 5 milligram THC uh, can. Oh, wow. That might change the game if I drink that, though. I don't know. Uh, if you... Okay, wait, two things. Wait, hold that thought. I'll be right back. This, <laughs> okay. this is going to help you with the decision. Hold on. Okay, let's see. So, guys, we are here. We're waiting for Marvel to come back. What do you think of that, Pharrell? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, thanks. Oh, he's here. <laughs> see, quick. Hey, <laughs> skateboard P. He's back. Blood oh, yeah. hey. So I, I had this, uh, within reach, I had this Stussy sticker that looks just like your first can. So Ooh, drink that first. Okay, okay. Also, this has been in my fridge for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been like, should, every night I'm like, should I drink this? I'm like, ah, it might be weird. I looked on the bottom That's and hilarious. I could see the year expires 2022. So I'm like, I think I'm good. Let's see. Do I have to turn it Pew, over? pew, pew. Yeah, do it. It's kombucha. Is it going to spray? Oh, shit. Roadcaster. All right, guys. This is called Live Drinking. Right, cheers. Local Roots. Cheers. Clink. Badao. All right, and if, you get, if we get through the if we get through these ones and you get onto the high boy one, I'll do an edible too. <laughs> okay, then things Same will get time. really weird. Then we'll microdose some mushrooms and, um, yo, this is good, that. like really good. Actually, it kind of tastes like coconut or something. This show is going to turn this into guy's like um, on the beach. Yeah, wow, those come Hawaiian vibes here. It's turning into like hot ones, but. More enjoyable. <laughs> We're not burning our tongues off. I'm not going to pour milk into my eyes. <laughs> don't touch your eyeballs. <laughs> if you have to say that on your show, I don't know if it's a great show. But I, I do mm -hmm. love uh, hot ones. Um, all right. So, so back to Vancouver, which, you know, was also ahead of the game with, with weed, uh, edibles, drinks, and, facts. and smoke. Facts, facts. I remember being in Vancouver yep. so long ago and... Like ending the night on that. What's that street the, with, where all the clubs are on? Um, uh, probably Granville Street. You're Granville Street. And they block it off and everybody's walking and there's police at the end of the street. And I remember like people are smoking weed everywhere. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, they, like at this time, mm -hmm. you could not do that anywhere. And like going through the airport with weed from Canada to the U.S. was like you thought you were going to die. Terrible idea. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so but seeing everybody so in the open, I'm like, this is nuts. So. Uh, it's mm -hmm. finally come down here. I've, I saw a picture of somebody like riding on the subway in New York, like holding a weed plant. Like it's no big deal. And I'm like, definitely never. Thought <laughs> I felt I'd like see that. I felt like New York, like L.A., whatever. Like it's still West Coast, but I, I remember going to New York and like, yeah, being scared to smoke weed. You know? I know, I know, I know. Even Arizona, people thought they're like, you really, can't, you can't do that here. And now it's like, oh, it's legal. I'm like, okay, it's only a matter mm -hmm. of time. Um, so we keep. I don't know. We're talking about weed because we got the Vancouver, L.A. connection. And um, yep. and also speaking of these subways in New York, um, as of this night that we're recording this on uh, September Shoot. 1st, the USA is falling apart in many ways. Uh, 
probably spiritually, mentally, and physically. But the um, like in California, there's insane fires, and in New York, the entire subway is shut down and completely flooded. I've never seen anything like it. Like it's nuts. These no. videos. It's crazy, yeah, just, like, pouring over the turnstiles and, like, people what are, like, hell? up to their waist in water. Yeah, and they're, like, or you see, like, DoorDash drivers in the street, like, you know, or bike riders, like, trying to make it through. And yeah. The, it's, it looks crazy, so I don't know if it's the end of the world. And then in Texas, they're, like, banning abortion, and it's a lot of uh, horrible, a lot of horrible things happening in good old America. Uh, so hopefully... A lot of that gets fixed, including the Texas stuff and all of the natural disasters that are pro- probably yeah, also man. caused by humans. But, um, yeah, <laughs> humans, sure. what are you doing out here, guys? You're messing us up. We got to be more like the Canadians and take care of our <laughs> land. <laughs> I mean, of all those things, I guess we had in British Columbia anyways. We, it seems yeah. like the last couple of years we've been getting forest fires consistently too. And Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just in Kelowna a little while ago, maybe three weeks ago, and just seeing, like, the helicopters, like, Coming down beside the highway, picking up water from the river and just like taking it out to douse out the flames is like crazy. It's just like super scary. I know. Actually, I remember last year that was part of the entire conspiracy theory of like psycho Trump QAnon, like whatever people saying that there was endless fire forest fires all the way up California, but they stopped right at the Canadian border. And I'm like, (laughs) I think you're looking at a map of just a U.S. No, exactly. Of course. But they were like, it was this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, you guys are complete idiots. Um, So there is forest fires in Canada. We're we're proving it. Confirm, confirm, confirm. 20 podcast, (laughs) hard hitting news here for you guys. Um, Wow. Yes. <laughs> we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're drinking hard kombucha and we're spitting hard facts. Um, so you're talking about um, places you play in Vancouver and like your residencies. Mm-hmm. And you said your Sunday party hasn't started again yet. Um, can you tell us about your Sunday party and all of the other residencies and like sure. regular gigs? I'd here? love to. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so our Sunday party is something called Good Life Sunday, which is definitely like the longest running hip hop night in the city. And uh, when I say we, it's myself, Seco, Cut Corners is one of the founders of that. Uh, and then I got to give a shout out to Richie McFly and Angelo, who are the promoters. Uh, and yeah, we just did it at Republic for like the longest time. And I for sure you've been there. You've played oh, yeah. there. You've come there after our gigs and stuff like that. Totally. And it's just it's great. It's just like you could say like pretty industry and like a good mix of like throwbacks and current rap. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, you guys are actually good at that. Like your whole crew at staying true to the old school music and type of uh-huh. DJing and scratching and like, you know, keeping it real, bro. But also um, <laughs> playing like the newest shit. You know what With I mean? Current. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little Baby yeah. and Pop Smoke and whatever, but mixing it like cohesively and making it fun for mm-hmm. everybody. So it's not like, why are they playing the old shit? Or it's all the new stuff, you know? But, yeah, just try to match the energy, I guess. Yeah, I think that's like something that you guys, you've always been good at and your whole crew, you know, the freshest and everybody you named. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. I Thank remember you. even seeing Jay swing there a bunch or in that other room. Like, Yeah, like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. 
He played on the patio. Yeah, a lot. That's what it was. Like a, re- I would go in there. You got, and then I'd come in there, and it would be like reggae, dance hall, central, like going crazy or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I should mention. Sorry. So that night is split up into two rooms, with the other room being uh, reggae Sunday, which has been okay. going on even longer, I think, than wow. than the good life portion. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Rico Uno, another member yes. of the Freshest, uh, DJ Arms, and DJ Hoppa, who all play that night and really are true to like a da- a current dance hall night like it's it's w- the real deal you know yeah oh yeah it was like super real deal just the you know couple times i was there i was so impressed mm-hmm. i had so much fun there was one time i remember you <laughs> from the patio of republic uh i guess you're in town playing maybe like a corporate event or something anyways and i think seco was djing upstairs on the patio and i th- He's like, hey, man, how was your night? How is it? Blah, blah, blah. And I guess at the time he was playing maybe Shook Ones. He's like, and you were like, oh, my night was good, but I definitely didn't play any Shook Ones. And like, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely. coming from a different world. I'm like, I wasn't stabbing people's brains with their nose bones uh, at the <laughs> corporate, <laughs> corporate gig. Like, I don't think we want to pay you anymore. <laughs> my nose. I'm is- all alone in these streets, cousin. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're, yeah, this is, um, a family event. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I don't know what I was doing, but yes, I've come up there and done many, many gigs and worked with oh, yeah. the Donnelly, Donnelly group. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some great people up there. I love Vancouver. I mean, I just, I, I love DJing there just for the culture of the DJing, but also just getting to hang. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost every time I've come there, I've probably hung out with you uh, and done yeah something fun more than likely yeah <laughs> yeah food definitely. or done something like even you reminded what? me uh oh sorry go ahead now let's tell say that and i'll ask you after it's okay oh, okay yeah you reminded me i mean i've been there so many times but there was a time uh when the olympics were in vancouver mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. had 2010 to be 2010 so i was gonna say like 11 years ago and um i got booked for what were we doing it wasn't I was going to say it's Red like Bull, for, but it was Monster or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was for Monster. And I got booked, and they booked all of us uh, for these parties on top of Grouse Mountain, which is like mm-hmm. this mountain over, overlooking Vancouver. Is that what it is? And you take like a gondola yeah, up there? Yeah, a gondola, yep. yep okay. Yep. I remember having to take a it's gondola. One of, it's one of the like, yeah, it's one of the three uh, local ski mountains that are in the city. Right. So we went up there and they had like all these crazy parties going on. And I, I think I was booked, Dave Nada um, mm-hmm. and some other people. And it was kind of like the birth of Moonbaton, like that time. Like I remember them, on Dave the Nada. Mount, yeah, at the party. Yeah, especially at that party. There wasn't even that many people at the party, right? It was just kind of like DJs. Yeah. And he was just playing us this stuff like, I figured out to combine these sounds and i don't even know if they had a name for it at that time but uh it was it it definitely evolved into that yeah that that was like the beginning of all of that i remember being up there we did that party we ended up at some condo house party and trudging through the snow with our dj bags on and we had to get like a ride on like a snow thing maybe like i have like a blurry vision of what happened just Uh, how it should be and then and then having to come down the gondola in the middle of the night like probably after drinking and smoking or something (laughs) so that was fun uh yeah man i don't even know was yeah there... that was like 2020 yeah that, yeah that would have been 2010 but like yeah you, you had been consistently coming for like yeah at least five or six years i think 
Totally. Yeah. Like the Donnelly group was bringing me and di different people were bringing me up there. And then that happened. But that was so fun because I got to spend days and days there. Consecutively. Yeah. yeah. And just see everything. And I feel like this may be blurred together, but the hockey team, like the Canadian hockey team won and everybody went insane and like was tearing the city apart. Oh, in was the that Olympics. Another time? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was. No, no. That was. I was that there was that it. night yeah, that and was I was huge. like this. The whole city was like being torn apart. Yeah. Everyone was going insane. For sure. Um, yeah, that was one of the yeah most like, electrifying moments the city's ever had. Yeah, for sure. I remember walking around like, "Am I going to die?" This is fun and also scary. <laughs> well, we've definitely had hockey riots in Vancouver on a couple of occasions, and luckily that was the opposite of that. <laughs> right, it was happy, but it was crazy. Mm. You know, I guess I'm used to seeing what happens in America, where they really just toss over the police cars and stuff, do yeah, yeah. crazy things. Um, wow. Yeah. So I remember that. Uh, and then, yeah, other, other times we've been up there, you know, doing things, but, um, so, so you do that Sunday party and then are there other residencies mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. have, you mentioned fortune and maybe yep. some other things. So fortune I'm at every Saturday with Seco and sailor Jerry. Dope. Uh, and yeah, I would say that's my main residency at the moment. Yeah. That's, that's maintained through the pandemic. Uh, it's great. It's just like young energy, like you mentioned, like a lot of new rap earlier, and that's kind of what we tailor the night towards, like yeah. that. Uh, may, like some throwbacks, Afrobeat stuff, warming up or cooling down, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, current new rap. Dope. That sounds fun. And then any other uh, regular things you do every week, or just those Saturday Sunday things? Not, not so much as of late. It's that and just like private events, like. Uh, I DJ at this place. It's kind of like whatever would be close to like the Soho house, I guess, in the States. So it's just like a kind of like a member's right rooftop kind of vibe thing. What's it called? Uh, it's called the Vancouver Club. Oh, cool. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> it's so straightforward. <laughs> I think it's from like the 30s or 20s or something. Right. Nice. And um, what kind of stuff like, like if you're playing, you know, you're playing Fortune and you're trying to. I mean, I don't know if you can get it popping, but you're doing uh, like what kind of stuff is working for you right now? Like, is it are you playing stuff that's pre pandemic? You're playing stuff you found or made over the, over the pandemic? Yeah. Like, you know, and that, that was I mean, obviously, like any DJ trying to figure it out after this, um, we were shut down for so long that it was kind of unclear. So I think it's a people are still wanting to hear like ASAP Ferg work and like, you know, all that stuff. Right. But I mean, all the new like like Ski by Young Thug, that's a big song, or like Drake and Smiley over the top, oh, things yeah. like that. Like it's just anything with that energy and it's a go. Do people know the Smiley verse? That's what I wonder. Uh, lately there's been, actually it's weird, lately there's been tables booked from Toronto and yes, they definitely do. Is he and from I think Toronto? Just, not sure. Oh, okay. I'm not sure either. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. But I think, yeah. I think people like, because it's just such a character when right. he's rapping that I think people, they're like, fuck is this? Or like, they're really into it. Yeah, definitely. The first time I heard it, I'm like, fuck is this? And I'm like, all right, this could be good. Um, I know I'm trying to get back in my club DJ bag. Like I'm going to be in Vegas next week. And I was talking to people from oh, yeah. there. I'm like, what is popping there? And they're like, the same shit as before the pandemic. You can play the same type of yeah. set. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. Um, 
But I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you'll want to challenge yourself and add new stuff too. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna overthink the shit out of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of my life. I'm getting ready for this gig this Saturday, and like. I'm putting way too much work into it, uh, but I'm oh, happy. Dude, I, I, it, that's my way of alleviating some of the anxiety and the forethought of like, what's this going to be like? You know, it's just get as ready as you can, just, get these crates ready, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens, and then you can have your old stuff to go back to. But if I come in there unprepared, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm extra nervous or like have too much anxiety coming into it. Dude, okay, I'm exactly the same way. Especially like making those crates or like, even when it, uh, with Twitch era, if I was doing like a special Twitch set, I would overthink the shit oh out of that. Oh my god, like, me too. <laughs> and I'm grateful. I kind of grateful I did because now, uh, for like a longer gig or something, I may revisit those sets and just like, holy, this is yeah. Like I have a lot more free time to do stuff here. In, like exactly. while I'm in the present moment. No, that's so true. But yeah, I oh, I definitely you know, overthink all of it. But I mean, that's why we care about what we do. I think people that don't care Mm -hmm. just kind of are whatever DJs. So (laughs) that's the point. We love it. And, (laughs) you know, and that's the thing with being open format DJ. Like you said, you're like, oh, I'm going to go in my Afro beats bag. Okay. This is like an EDM. It was like cool house. Mm -hmm. This is like big room EDM, you know, pop smoke vibe. And like, I even saw Mm -hmm. you tweet uh, recently. There's a GIF (laughs) associated with it. Um, so people can't see that, but it was like a bunch of (laughs) knights, uh, running away very fast from something. And you said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dance floor when the crowd is basic and you play a drill set. (laughs) Totally. Everybody just clears the floor. Like, you know, it's, uh, gotta be ready, ready for anything. So is that like, have you actually had that? Like you drop a drill set, super hype and Uh, then everybody leaves. (laughs) It depends on how long it goes for. That's all. Right. I'm just thinking of fortune. It's fine. No problem. But I was just thinking in a more general setting. Right. I've, I've, I've felt really weird vibes from the crowd or something. And I guess how deep you get with it. You know what I mean? If you're hitting them yeah, with like for sure. pop smoke and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're good. You're good. But yeah. if you get more deep, they might be like, what's happening? How do I dance to yeah. this? I guess it's not the most dance friendly music if you don't know the words. For sure. Yeah. Um, so what, um, so it, so, um, as far as like, you know, oh, actually let me hit up, uh, some other tweets that you were referencing, um, that actually relate, uh, great to this, um, that I'm curious what they were (laughs) beat source, um, who you are also associated with, uh, through DJ Mm -hmm. city and your work there, um, recently tweeted out and instagrammed out or something something that you figured out and it said dj oh, marvel right, shares right. a hack on how to combine streaming tracks from beat source link and songs you already have mm-hmm. in your serato library because that i'm sure will be fixed eventually and you'll be able to combine them everything takes a mm-hmm. little bit but at this point you can only have a crate of beat source tracks and then a crate of uh, local tracks from serato and there's no way yep. to combine them, but you figured out a way to do it, right? Like a temp temp fix. Sure. Like again, it was it's definitely a hack, but uh, yes. I ran it by Styles, and he was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, like make a video of this. Like we need it. Sure, that's great." And then I when I talked to Cut Corners about it, he said on the Serato side that that's something they're definitely trying to integrate. But right. basically, um, it was preparing for a stream, uh, and I just 
I knew that you couldn't do it, but then I just went back to my history and I was like, oh, what if I like start a new history session, play all the songs again, right. and then drag that thing in the history over to a new crate? Yeah. Uh, and, and it worked. Totally. It, and actually, I did that um, when I was doing the Serato stream or something, and I, I had put my yeah. whole set together. But the problem is that once you close Serato and reopen, it yeah. disappears, yeah. which I figured out. But it's still in your... It's still in your history, though. Yeah. Oh, it's still in your yeah. history, so you can just drag it right back in. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Think so about you, that. you would, you would have to do that again. But I mean, right. And if, if you really wanted to, much. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you are. Like I had a pre-planned yeah. set, and I had acapellas and all this stuff. So what I did was I, I figured it out, then went back, started a new history, and then selected every single track in order, like bap 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 bap. So then in my history was the perfect set, and then I could pull it in, like you said. So. Little little hack right there. Um, this guy's got perfect sets, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that no set flaws. was so perfect. Like, <laughs> no one can beat me. I'm the king. No, it was <laughs> definitely messed up a few times. I just did this set for Virtual Burning Man that's going to air. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air, well, the, the, we're talking it's going to air this Friday, but everybody listening, it will have aired uh, before. But, um I was trying to put together my set for that and um, it's video and audio. So I sort of like put together all these graphics. You know how we do in OBS now and I had the stream yeah. deck and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be changing this. So I'm like, if I fuck up, there's no going back, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just like started off and like was like, it's going good. But I'm like, stop thinking about it. And then of course, like <laughs> I did it on CDJs and like, you know, when you slow down and speed up like on the side and I think yeah. my CDJs are either messed up or my finger hit it. And I was like, like hit one of the things in the middle of the mix. I was like, no, nice. <laughs> but it just proves that you can just come back from it. Cause then I just kept going and I did another like 70 minutes and it was all, flawless uh no it just but it worked out (laughs) it wasn't there were mistakes but but not that horrible but what can you do that's like real dj i like that you tried to yeah i like that you tried to blame the gear too isn't it funny you're like oh man no the fader's bleeding i don't know i don't know what's happening there's well we do we have ghosts in our house you know something with that (laughs) no it is it was it is the gear because i've been having problems with my shit like that and um drew Mm. my friend from pioneer was like showing me some way to fix it but it was so scary i'm like i'm gonna break it like you have to like open it up and well he was like put you know, put this bu- uh, butter knife underneath the thing and lift it up because it's just stuck. And I'm like, I'm trying, but like, uh, also this thing costs like four billion dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like two CDJs and a mixer is like as much as you know a car at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to no, mess this sure. up, dude. But I did. I put the butter knife under it and picked it up, and, and it kind of worked. It, it it helped them a lot, but I still had that problem, mm-hmm. and I'm still blaming the CDJ. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah sorry um yes i but i got two thousands i gotta get on those three the three thousand tip as soon as the hid mode is in effect nice cool. it's pretty cool you can have cdjs at the crib i i figured i needed them at some point you know what i mean just to learn there was so many mm-hmm. times i'd go to clubs and i'd have to learn on the fly i mean that was i learned the the djm 900 
just by going to clubs. Club. I never owned one. So like same, same. when I first got it, I was like, holy shit, I can push this button and do these effects. And because I was always too scared to do it in the club. So then I learned mm -hmm. within two hours, like learned a million things I didn't know. And same with CDJs. Yeah. I'm like, what are these things? I don't know what any of this shit does. Yeah. Now, like I've learned so much and I've just yeah, been... I just been learning Record Box, which you know, no offense to Serato, I'm strictly always loving Serato and appreciate them. But that shit is so much fun. Like I got this um, app called Record Cloud, and it was pretty dope. Like it analyzes your entire library and will show you. Oh wow! It helps you organize. It shows you what is um, what you play more than other things. Like delete. It's it's really really powerful. But it also has a thing where it will transfer all of your Serato crates, cue points, everything into record box perfectly. Oh, so wow. you just click cool. these buttons and then I pop the USB in and I can have my entire sets in order like I want or just crates that I have and all the cue points set up perfectly and fully analyzed oh, in the record cool. box. Um, so it was kind of fun. I stayed up, you know, at late at night, just like learning for four hours, like, Kind of like we used to, just practicing in my room for fun. Because also, you don't have the computer taking you away. You know what I mean? You're like, it's like yeah. records. You're like doing it all and by ear. you're digging ear. for songs, yeah. 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 So That's cool. Doing that, trying to get ready. You know, I, I want to have that as like an option. Like I did a gig with these like 20-something-year-old kids and everybody was on USB sticks. And I felt like this old geezer with like a computer. I'm like, back in my day, we DJed off a laptop, you know, like I'm coming in here with this big old <laughs> yeah. machine and they're just like, bro, why don't you have like a USB stick? I'm like, I don't know. I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a generation, bro. Those used to be for photographs, man. We didn't ever put songs on it. Uh, <laughs> those are for photos, you child. No. So I just, uh, yeah, so that I, I was determined. But that's cool. That's cool. You can now you're prepared though with that with that software or whatever, and you got the CDJs in the crib. Like you should be good. Did I'm you do that for Burning Man? I no, I did Serato, but I did I did HID mode Serato, um, but I did CDJs uh, for, mm -hmm. for the burn, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I actually have never been to re the real Burning Man, um, just strictly mm -hmm. virtual and. Um, and nothing against it. I just don't know. I don't know if I'm uh, have a great some time. sarcasm in your voice. Yeah. No, no, it's cool. <laughs> I, I think the entire, um, uh, you know, mindset, the theme, yeah, community, concept, yeah. theory, uh, all of it. Uh, yeah. I think it's good. I think it's about a place of love and togetherness and forgetting about yep. money and ego and all this stuff, I, I guess, from what I can tell. Um, mm hmm but it's also about going to the bathroom in a weird hole and being hot and not having air conditioning. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't know. So there's things I might not love um, out there. I feel you. I'm not, I'm not a big camping type person, you know, so I don't know. If, mm -hmm. I would RV it maybe out there. Heck but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Would you? Would you do it? Would you go to the burn? How many days would it be? I have no idea. I mean, three, five, I mean, two. Mm, maybe I'm in for like a 24 hours. I do it. 24 hours. I, that's do. I used to do that. Like when we were in high school, we had these things called the full moon parties. And we would oh, drive cool. four, five hours into the middle of the desert. And like they would give you 
a like a sheet of paper and they'd be like whoa drive to this sign and like look for a tumbleweed and make a left into a <laughs> dirt trail and drive for like this yeah. many point miles on your odometer and like you'd whoa. show up and these people would be out there with a generator and with the full moon and dj just till the sun came up sick and then you would just leave and be like where the hell are we and just find like a motel six in the mojave desert and try to like sleep for a few hours oh and then head yeah. back to la <laughs> but that was that sounds cool it was it was great but i don't know if i could do the entire the burn but we'll see either mm -hmm. way thank you for having me on the virtual thing guys appreciate it yes. <laughs> hope everybody checked it out and liked it um hell yeah but um, yes, um, all right. So back to DJing in Vancouver and doing your thing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. DJ Marvel's tweets. Okay, this podcast could be called DJ Marvel's tweets because I'm going through. <laughs> I, I don't even think of myself as a like a voice on Twitter. Like I just tweet stuff. I, I think know. you're a pretty quality. It's, fun, it's funny. It's funny tweeter. you went there to go find stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're you're a quality tweeter. You, you've got good taste you. in the people you follow and retweet. You you've got you make some. Okay some good jokes or observations on there you know you, okay thank you're you. good with design so you know how to pair uh -huh. a quality gif with some nice uh succinct oh, sure, sure, text sure. so i think you know <laughs> that well, you can, boosted my confidence <laughs> that can lead on to twitter all night now <laughs> quality twitting and tweeting um no you thank said you. uh played a four-hour rap set with zero to baby and no one missed him oh which is funny yeah. because when i was reading all the like he's you canceled do you play him what do you do i'm like it's not like you're canceling stevie wonder you know what i mean like yeah i'm pretty sure. sure you've dj'd for a huge portion of your life without knowing who DaBaby was he probably wasn't even born when we <laughs> started djing i don't know how old he is but um, i think so so uh Yes, that was a that was interesting. But I mean, yeah, was that I the mean, truth? I, I'm not. I'm not even. No, that was the truth. And I'm not even like a super like activist person. But I, I know. Just, like, I know. After that, I was like, eh, what's the point? I don't even think I've still played him. Or if he had a verse on a song, I would just cut it by then. Yeah, I don't even know. If, do people care anymore? It's like canceling goes within like two week periods, and now like people are like, all right, the yeah, baby's back. I feel, yeah. Well, I mean, Kanye brought him out and stuff like that. Like you, right. Could, but that you, was on purpose to be like controversial or something, right? Marilyn I Manson. Well, I, I think I'll continue to not be controversial <laughs> in my <laughs> rap sets and skip the baby. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I think that's okay. Another controversial play is um, actually your pinned tweet was when this girl was oh, showing yeah. you her phone <laughs> and asking for Takashi 69 and you she was like screaming it, screaming yeah. it, and then you pull yeah. up a picture of a rat and sh point it back at her, and sh her whole face is like, <laughs> oh. And it's kind of like that <laughs> meme of the girl that turns into the mouse as she asks for the oh, tweet that yeah, everybody's using. Yeah, yeah. That was like the real life acting out yeah. of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, so that was that was pretty good. Um, that was a moment. Yeah, that's life. I mean, I saw DJ City and Chris Via just tweeted. Oh, an yeah. amazing video of a girl putting the a girl like through it phone yeah. and then the dj throws her phone and and then the dj's girlfriend or friend or other d whoever the woman was there not to mm -hmm. assume she's the girlfriend uh uh takes it and just throws it in the crowd and i'm like yeah I saw damn that. i've always wanted to do that like i just i don't know i feel like a complete jerk but yeah i'm more just ignore it or i've gotten really good at no eye contact. I think that's a thing that DJs, you know, they're taught many things, beat matching, but they're not always told mm -hmm. about the no eye contact. 
I don't. I feel like no eye contact is good, but you still feel them there oh, the whole time. It, it affects the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What that's, is that? That's, I don't know if I don't know if I was just sensitive, but I definitely feel it. No, they have lasers coming out of their eyes. Like maybe that's true mm. telepathy. Like people that are requesting yeah. songs are the closest you come to telepath or telepathy. You know, <laughs> people like sharing I, the energy. <laughs> no, you really feel it. Like they're staring at you, and like I just ignore as long as possible. Usually they'll like then mm-hmm. ask the lighting person. And then I feel bad for him or her. And I'm like, sorry about that, but thanks for dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got nothing for you here. Um, so, um, talking about some other old school, uh, Vancouver memories. Um, we've got so what many. Got? I what wish you got? we had, what you got? What you I got? wish we had, um, videos and things like that. But I do remember a lot of these memories consist of, I feel like my stomach hurting from laughing so hard because we would all hook up after the club with so many hilarious yeah. DJs and just be like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell we were talking about, but just laughing yeah. about crazy yeah. shit. And one night I feel like I was DJing somewhere. Samantha Ronson was in town. We all mm-hmm. talked. Scratch Bastard was in town. Everybody. Yep. We end up going to Headspin's house and having a scratch yep. session with me, Samantha Ronson, you, DJ Illo, uh, yep. Rico Uno, um, mm-hmm. Scratch, DJ Pump, DJ Pump. I mean, the Scratch Bastard. Oh my God, Scratch yeah. Bastard. Um, Headspin's uh, Bulldog, RIP Biz. Oh yes. I mean, the amount of legendary, uh, amazing DJs and producers just like in that room, like mm-hmm. DJ Pump. I love every single thing he has been putting out like over the past yeah. year, but way before that, all of his production, but mm-hmm. the past year, but through two, the pandemic, he's been crushing it on band camp and just, yeah. Wow. Very, very consistent. Like, I was trying to figure out what to buy in his band camp. And I had to do that button where you just buy every single thing. <laughs> and it's like, buy the yeah, whole Scott. Cause I'm like, I love all yeah. of it. Like, it's so fucking dope, dude. He's so good at like breathing new life into old songs that you already love but you never thought of it in that perspective like his production is like putting on like a crazy pair of glasses and like i never have seen this through this lens before like yes it's it's true it's true um and i mean on my twitch i play so much of his stuff it's crazy oh yeah it's great for that so good so good and it's like not uh, you know pigeonholed into a tempo or even a certain type of music it's everything but yeah, if there's a cohesiveness with there where it's coming from like definitely a hip hop background. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's 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 great. I yeah, it of course got the Dilla, you know, influence, but like his own thing 100%. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, that night was hilarious. Like I don't know what the hell we were talking about, but I just remember telling stories and laughing and scratching yeah. and yeah, the dog yeah. and uh, that's that's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. To, we had one more story, um, and then I want to mm-hmm. actually talk about your sure. clothing line, Homie Depot and stuff. Um, okay. But one more story of when we met in L.A. You came to L.A. Mm. when your son Charlie was young and my son Jude, and we oh, met. They were probably true, one or true. two years old, and we met at a hotel yep. in Santa Monica, the Viceroy Hotel, and yep. Suge Knight was there, like in the courtyard uh-huh. area or something, right? And a photographer yeah, yeah. like fell into the pool I don't even totally remember. Uh-huh. Do you remember any other details besides that? The those are like before you got there, my family was in the pool 
And like, we were just kind of like watching this like beautiful wedding photo shoot go on. And then the guy was just kind of like backing up to get the right shot. And he just took one too many steps and just like fell in the pool with us. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah. That's a. Uh... Like, yeah, it was a fail. That was a fail. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then shortly after, Shug Knight appeared with a cigar and like the full everything. That's the most L.A. shit ever. You're like, mm-hmm. we're here from Canada. Suge Knight's here. <laughs> Photographers falling yeah. in the pool. I've had, at that in that same courtyard, I DJ'd mm-hmm. the after party or the pre-party it was for the Gumball 3000 race. So it was like <laughs> oh, wow. these race wow. car, you know, do you know what that Cars is? must have been crazy. Yeah. Like the race through the desert and like old carts. Right? Yeah, and like everybody's there like at this party, this kickoff party. And um, yeah, so I, I've seen some. Some other rappers, that sounds pretty cool. Cool people at that hotel, <laughs> but For sure. yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about um, so something you were doing. You were doing this before the pandemic, but I feel like you were able to put a lot more time into it um, during the pandemic. A lot of people were pivoting or whatever words you want to use, you know, um, mm-hmm. and being able to have pandemic projects and things they were working on. And you started a clothing company called Homie Depot. Um, I did, which got like an official cease and desist from Home Depot because of your initial <laughs> uh, yeah. designs, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think it started in like maybe 2018. I yeah, think right. Um, and yeah, I mean the original graphic I just had uh, Homer, which is the cartoon guy from Home Depot, or from Home Depot, <laughs> from Home Depot on the chest, and then <laughs> and then just the Home Depot flipped Home Depot logo on the back. And we sold a lot of those shirts, but I definitely did get an email uh, asking me to not <laughs> use that anymore. So I just, I just kind of nixed that and just use it as an opportunity to work uh, on different designs and just like flip other things, but still maintain the same name. And I got to work with a bunch of different um, did local designers and just people from abroad to, you know, bang out the merch. Right. That's so dope. And I feel like I've always say this about so many different industries that like, DJing can train you to do so many things if you just apply some of the things you learn from being mm-hmm. a DJ and all of the things that are associated with it. Um, you can yep. do so many different types of industries and jobs. And I feel like that's what why the Homie Depot is so dope because you're remixing mm-hmm. the brands. You know, you're remixing the mm-hmm. logos mm-hmm. and the vibes and the and the pop culture. Like you have the Don yeah. Dada shirt, like before. At the yeah, same yeah. time, Kanye's releasing merch, or even before you've got merch, the Don, the Donda merch, yeah, 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 uh, the Donda merch. But you, you said Don, what did you put Don Donda? Don, yeah, you had it right. I'm just giving you the reference. Yeah. Yes, and so like stuff like that, or Tiger King when that was out, you had the Burger King yeah. things, and I was you know you're very 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 quick with it. The designs are mm-hmm. super dope. Do you do all the designs yourself? For the flips and stuff like that, I definitely do. But um, when it's something a little bit more intricate, like uh-huh. uh, we did a collab with Fool's Gold. Right. Uh, so I worked with uh, Rec, uh, who definitely whipped up a little bit more technical than I can do on the design tip. So right. he's a master at that. Oh, he's been he's doing incredible. it forever. Yeah, so dope. Yeah. So that's an example of someone I worked with. Um, yeah, who else? I know uh, you did the yeah Fool's Gold collab. You've worked with other uh-huh. other. Um, DJs and artists to sort of like help them do their merch. Like I love the dad mm-hmm. rock uh, one you did with yeah. small town DJs. That's the best. Like uh-huh. took off the hard rock logo, but uh-huh. so perfect. Yep. 
Yeah, the last hoodie we did too uh, was a little bit more, I guess, it had that on the chest, but then there was more of like an artistic thing on the back that I that I did as well. Oh, nice. Uh, and those hoodies sold really well. So yeah, shout out to Small Town DJs. Like, they're, they've always been supported, whether like booking me to go play at their clubs in Calgary or like handle their merch. Like, big shout out to them. Right. They too um, had one of the most amazing clubs probably in the world, Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi? Um, yes. Just in the same vein as Fortune of doing things mm-hmm. for the right reasons and the culture Facts. and DJ and bringing out yep. the most amazing musical DJs. I got, I was lucky enough to play there one time a long time ago. And, um, but just, I follow them online. So seeing that, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Um, and who else, uh, you did stuff with, I think what cuts. spite attack, um, mm-hmm. scratch bass. Yeah, spy- oh, sorry. Yep, go ahead. For- yeah. What would you do with each of them? Um, so I think you mentioned spider tech most recently. He, uh, I guess he re-released his Wu Baile project. Yeah. Um, so he got me to, I think we did like three or four different shirts, uh, and a couple other things. And yeah, it was good to, to support his release. He was really stoked to get it out. And he's been someone that's like bought Home Depot stuff ongoing too. Right. Uh, with Cutso from the Bay. Uh, he has his own similar brand too called Cuddy Mart. Yeah. So, uh, we did, we did a funny tea with him. Where what was that one? That was like the Bubba Gump shrimp, but it was like oh, so yes. many shrimp. I got iodine poisoning. I love that. So shout out to Pimp C. Um, what else? You did, well, you had a crazy s- one with Spice Adams, where it was almost like mm-hmm. he took it initially or something, right? And you had to reach yeah, out to yeah, him on yeah. DM and then work it out. And even like it seemed like the DJ community was more mad than you were. Uh, oh my god he's like oh my god man everything so everyone thinks i'm biting your shit man i know i was like jesus christ (laughs) yeah but it was funny like everyone else was sort of just like it's just funny how on twitter and in the social media it's either yes or no there's no like talking Mm -hmm. it's like either Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. suck and you're canceled and you should die or like you're the best in the world and you should be amazing there's no just like in between like well maybe this person made a mistake and we could speak to them and then work together that was that was one example and then so many people were like oh man yeah it's just because you're canadian you're so nice you guys worked it out like like i just really wanted to work it out and my mommy even was like oh isn't he like a ex-football player and sure everything's gonna be okay i was like yes (laughs) everything's gonna be fine what does that even mean you're like he's uh, gonna come tackle me in vancouver i don't know what i'm gonna do (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's hilarious it's not gonna happen (laughs) that is that's incredible um Mm -hmm. oh my god i just that reminded me of just a random thing that happened i Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when we first had our son, we rented this house in the Hollywood Hills before we could find the place where we live now. But it was Mm -hmm. on this street where there was multiple different houses. Like some of them were massive, you know, like Hollywood Hills type baller houses. Some of them were like little modest houses, you know, and so it was all mixed together. We're in our nice little starter house with uh, we have our kid, you know, doing our thing. And there was this crazy house up the street. And uh, the football player thing just reminded me of it. But all these people would live in that house. Like, um, and for a minute, I think Sean Kingston was living in the house. And he would have all these crazy parties and people would come over. And for some reason, Soldier Boy would come over with this insane red Bentley and like all his friends. And they would, and we were on this little street, like they would drive up, do all this crazy shit. And at the end of the street is a school called Wonderland school. And all of these parents, you know, Hollywood parents like go to the school and, 
yeah. have to park and and pick up their kids. And Soldier Boy and his friends had come down and thrown. They had like Jack in the Box and like threw it all out the window, like kind of all outside of my house and went everywhere. What? Or something like that. I don't know what had happened. What what had happened was, but I guess. There was a football player, dad, from the school. That was, like, this huge dude. Sick. That was, like, super okay. mad and, like, was going to confront them. But then, like, they weren't around. From what I heard from the neighbors, I basically, I look outside my house, and I'm like, what's going on? And it's Soldier Boy and all these people freaking out. And the red Bentley has four flat tires just sitting in front of the house. <laughs> and they're Fire. all walking around like, what the hell? And some of them are huge. Like, you know, some of these security sure. dudes. And the, we're on like a steep ass hill. And they're like trying to hike up the hill with their big ass <laughs> chain. Like looking like, what the fuck? And uh, yeah. Soldier Boy's so pissed. Like, you know, I did this shit first. You know, like, his, and I'm like, of this course. is so, and I'm looking out the window like, no one will believe what is happening right now. Yeah. So they go up. I find out from the neighbors. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And they're like, oh, that football player guy went up and popped all his tires before he left Sean Kingston's place or something. Wow. And his car, like, died right in front of my house. <laughs> the tires. And the Bentley did? It. Yeah, because it couldn't drive anymore because the wheels just all were popped. Like, I was only, like, eight houses down. So by the time he drove out, mm-hmm. it was like, and just yeah. like was dead. So, yeah. uh, so luckily Spice Adams didn't come up and do that to your car like your mom thought he was going to. <laughs> true, true, true. That's a, that's my full circle <laughs> moment. But yes, way to bring uh, it back. Soldier Boy getting his tires popped in front of my house. A very interesting uh, experience and very LA, mm-hmm. <laughs> LA thing. Um, Absolutely. Yes, we we no longer live there. Um, now I, I still see other cool things, you know, and people around my house, but uh, not Soldier Boy after that. And I haven't seen Jack him throw Jack in the Box on the street either. Um, well, but, he learned his lesson. <laughs> yes, there you go. exactly. Um, but, yeah, so back to Homie Depot. Sorry for the tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, yeah, like Spice it. Adams, uh, you get to work with him and do the old head, old head Spice mm-hmm. or whatever it was. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um and um, so what do you like? And then the new shirt you just came out with is really dope. I want to get one of those. Um, the the Gallus one? Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah, you're just so good at like your eye for it, for like remixing it and the colors and the mm-hmm. designs. They're just like dope, dope shirts for DJs to wear and everybody to wear. Do you have? Thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, and then, so you're mentioning, referencing a lot of like the flip stuff, which is kind of like available for a short time, yes. like kind of like, you know, while the idea is hot or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for fall, I think probably by the time this episode comes out um, on the site, we're going to have a full fall collection, uh, which is Amazing. like really high quality garments. Like I see you're wearing like a champion reverse weave. So we have yeah. a couple uh colorways of a design with that uh as well as a long sleeve which is a heavier like 6.5 ounce kind of like vintage wash and a tote like a trucker hat like a full collection so if you want to head over to the site and check that out it'll be there yes home and it's thehomiedepot.com okay yes everyone check that and that was actually that was what i was going to ask i was going to say what are your Mm. future plans and are you going to kind of Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, graduate it up to something like that. And totally, yeah. I think it's there. That's though. the goal. I think that and just like, like we're in Beat Street Records, uh, Dipped, which is a, 
big hip hop store here in Vancouver. So, um, so I just I want to expand and have more, I guess, retail yeah places as well as like more like fuller collections. I work with different artists and stuff to create different things. I got to give a shout out to uh, Nico who uh, did this design. He's someone from LA um, for this fall collection too. So shout out to him. Dope, dope. All right, cool. I'm, I'm so excited to see that stuff. I definitely got to cop some and rock Thanks. it. Um, but yeah, some of it is funny because it does go with the time. So like now when I see the uh-huh. Tiger King shirt, I'm like, am I going right. to wear this? You know, it's Probably like, not. it's almost like playing a song that you're like, okay, this doesn't mm-hmm. work anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though the shirt yeah, is dope totally. though, I put it on in my house, but then I'm like, it might not have as much of a, I think yep. people turned against that guy. They loved him in they the did. beginning they of the did. pandemic, and now they hate him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, walking around, like, am I going to seem like a Trump supporter or something if I'm wearing Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, oh, I mean, I'm so excited to see that. And then the other, you know, stuff that you've been working on for a really long time and that we mentioned earlier is your DJ crew, The Freshest, which is a collection mm-hmm. of amazing DJs. And also you had the A-team like way back in the day, right? With uh, mm-hmm. Grand Theft and uh, Team Canada and all that stuff. But the freshest is still going. You guys are still doing parties and, and things. And you actually have something coming up that you're going to do, right? We, sh- we sure do. Yeah, so luckily during the pandemic, um, the city, uh, well, the I guess the government had teamed up with, I believe, TELUS, who's like kind of like a, Viacom or something for you in the States. Okay. And they just started uh, producing this thing called sound on, which they Dope. give grants for creatives just to like get back. So you're like, they gave us like a $5,000 budget to like hire a tech, rent a venue, book a book, a lineup and like produce a stream. So coming up on September 28th on my Twitch, uh, we're going to do this thing w- that we're recording uh, this coming Tuesday, and it's going to be a full lineup of DJs and artists from Vancouver. Sorry, I'm just trying to find the Dope. lineup for you. That's so cool. That's uh, where the difference of the pandemic in Canada versus the U.S. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, no, that, guys, we want I wanted you to, to talk DJ. About it, yeah. Here's some money. Like, we're out here yeah. like... Okay, I'm going to get this cough and try to survive. <laughs> it's crazy. No, for real, yeah. So yeah, that was that was definitely a blessing just to yes, be in Canada and just have people wanting to push the culture forward and like support people through a tough time. So yeah. great. I mean, as it should. So be. that event I was just going to say that event's called Freshness and Friends. It's something we've done IRL before, but now we're going to do it as a a streaming thing on my Twitch as well as our YouTube page. Dope. Dope. All right, that's so cool. I, I, um, I'm excited to watch it. Um, and so, um, and another, you know, part of your crew is someone that we've had mm-hmm. on this podcast, Cut Corners from yes, Serato, and himself, an amazing DJ, producer, bass player, human, all of it, all of it. He's yep. a great guy, one of the most fun people to hang with, eat food, and mm-hmm. DJ, and just a really nice person. Um, and you're in a group with him called Live Evil, right? I am. Yes, that's correct. So that's like a side project, which is an offshoot of The Freshest, uh, doing kind of like, well, obviously production as well as, uh, I guess, live performance where, I mean, we haven't done one for a minute, but we right. have done it like with drum machines since, like you can look it up on YouTube. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a project we'd work on. Uh, releases wise, uh, we what do we do lately? We have... A song with Guilty Simpson called Crime Rate, which is on Spotify. Oh, dope. Uh, another joint with Pilo called Throw It that we did a few years ago. Yeah, I like that. 
what else? Some stuff with Jay Worthy and then a bunch of like original tracks. Yeah, the well. original, the remixes too are dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. So I love how you guys are so um, just like build each other up up there, you know, with the DJ crews mm-hmm. and, and so many yep. like minded people. I feel like Canada, I like mm-hmm. have a problem on this podcast with having too many Canadians. Like, I'm, like, going through my list, oh, and really? I'm, like, there's so many dope <laughs> Canadian DJs that I have to, like, yeah. space it out. Otherwise, you know, I'll have, like, too many in a row. So there's something. What's, in- like, what is it for you? What is it like just, like, being, I kind of said, the top of the DJ food chain in the States and just, like, looking over the border to Canada, like, in terms of, like, how you approach a gig and just, like, what it what you think it looks like for the Canadian DJ to play a gig versus what you do. Um, what do you mean? Like what, like, like is there more like I, I, for me, I just feel like there's for Canadian DJs there's a lot more freedom, I guess you could say, or like people are more open in certain situations or like, yes, it, you guys do have that European vibe in some of the cities more than others, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, Montreal mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Toronto feel very international. Yeah. Vancouver as well, but yeah. Vancouver has that West Coast feel, for um, sure. yes. but way more open-minded. Um, but also I've dealt with the same annoying requester people, you know, over there. Yeah. But yeah, yes, yeah. seems more open. If you're able to still continue on with this dance hall and dope hip-hop night and you have fortune mm-hmm. and you have all those yeah. things and um, a lot more freedom in a sense and with music and the types of events you can do and the money and sponsorships you'll get seems like Mm. these energy drink companies love you guys you know what i mean red bull and and monster like are like let's pour money into canada like so even though there's way less people like i don't know what the Mm -hmm. you know it seems like you guys are just in tune with that and like i said when i'm in toronto i feel very international like it feels like a european city montreal of course yeah. people are speaking french sometimes mm-hmm. and it, but but that also goes with the music and the clubs and um and there'll be just you know house music clubs and just more open-minded so i i see it like that yeah. i mean the states we can just yeah we have this thing where either the clubs are trying to copy each other or they yeah. want to be it's just so much drama. I know that probably happens everywhere, yeah. but with like, if you play here, you'll never play here. Like every yeah, single okay, city so I do, I, mean, yeah. I have every city I do, I'm pissing somebody off and I'm not Tiesto. You know what I mean? I'm DJ yeah. spider. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I do things, a lot of things, but still yeah. I know my place with, like you said, on the DJ food chain ladder and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for places to get that pissed that, Oh, you're DJ in this club in this city. Like, I think there's mm-hmm. enough room, guys. You're overthinking it, you know. But every yeah. single city from San Francisco to Boston to everywhere, you you got to pick and choose your side. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there's so much dr- unneeded drama and, and, you know, that or just trying to everyone. There was a time where every place wanted to be Vegas or every place wanted to be L.A., you know, and you'd go yeah. to Chicago and it would just be like an imitation of that. Like now yeah. things have panned out into their own things mm-hmm. in a way i think um but yeah it's it's uh that's how i see it i think you guys do have mm-hmm. a lot more freedom in in yeah. certain respects but i think that the way that dj's here have countered that is by throwing their own parties and you see like shaba oh, yeah. yep. you know drew yep. bird yep. and sean g doing shaba moma doing um everyday people's like 
mm-hmm. mind blowing. You know what I mean? That's what looks like mm-hmm. one of the dopest parties ever and worldwide. I mean, but the do over, um, mm-hmm. selection, you know, and then the EDM ones, brownies and lemonade and space yacht and yeah. destructo stuff. And holy shit, it seems like people have to do that in order to get the freedom. Mm-hmm. They have to make their way and just create a brand out of it. Well, I mean, overall, I guess that's that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. Um, but but it's yeah, I guess that there's the competition sometimes. Yeah, it just doesn't maybe feel as friendly if, mm-hmm. as you yeah, guys. That's a very good way to put it. Or even just like from listening to many a DJ podcast, just always hearing when the U.S. guests are on, hearing a lot of the like, oh, and then the manager came up and I had to do this. Like that, that doesn't, maybe in some cities it doesn't happen. In Vancouver, it doesn't really happen. So, so that's interesting because yeah, like, like the last podcast I had strategy and he was telling all these funny stories of just DJ, you know, managers trying to say, you know, this and that, bring the energy up. And, and I mean, I've had, I've been, you know, I've, do like we said a lot of gigs i've dj'd in most major cities here and i've been pulled off like in miami new york uh i don't know other places you know and it's it was insane the things that people were saying to me and doing to me and even corporate gigs here i mean i do so many hollywood things and Mm -hmm. some of them are incredible and the greatest people i get to work with and it's so much fun and some of them Mm -hmm. are straight out of the show entourage where like you're like yeah just like a, someone with a headset and a clipboard. Like, right yeah. On. yeah. Or not even just like some person that's the huge oh. agent that just comes over yeah. like, what the fuck are you playing? This is the worst shit I ever heard in my life. Change the song now. And you're like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> like I remember that happening and I was just looked. I was like, I don't need to fucking be here right now. Like, I will change the song. I'll turn it off and just walk out. You know, and then the people are like, no, no, it's all good. They're like, sorry, she's like mean to everybody. I'm like, okay, but why does she have to be mean to me? You know, like. Yeah, right. I mean, that. that I remember. Oh, yeah. No, no, just so so that kind of thing, you know, where people just are, <clears throat> think they're the king of the world and freak out. And I mean, after yeah. the pandemic coming back into stuff, I was like, I will not let stress ruin things i don't care if there's mistakes or yeah. things happen we're alive we, you know we're still alive through this pandemic like let's yep. just enjoy the parts of life we can and not stress out For about sure. everything and make it so horrible like problems can be solved nothing's the end of the world mm-hmm. here people yeah um, so yeah there was a couple uh corporate gigs that i did after the pandemic too and i just like was so i was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to be DJing for people again that I kind of just bit my tongue and just like, if things like that came up, I would just, it's, I'm here for you guys, you know, and yeah. it's kind of like on that vibe. Me too. And just I'm like, what like do you want to hear? It just made it fun. Yeah. yeah. Like request the shit out of me. I don't even care. Like yeah. <laughs> tell me yeah. everything you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And the, because yeah. right. No, I mean, not in a club where you're screaming in my face and being demanding, you know, entitled sure. asshole, but like, yeah. If you want to hear a bunch of shit at your corporate gig that you just hired me for, and honestly, I've learned so much over the past three months. Like, I did a few mm-hmm. gigs for younger people, and they asked me to play so much music, and and for a minute, I was like, wow, I'm out of my element. And then by the time I got ready for the party and DJed the party, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. I have so much new music I can do now that I love that I didn't yeah. even know about. Um, so everything happens for a reason but it all like leads all the dj stuff and all these corporate gigs and the requests like 
I love a lot of it because I learn and it just adds to my arsenal of things that I can use, you know? Um, yep. 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 So I'm, I'm cool with it for the most part. Um, sometimes it's, it's crazy, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's that part of things. Um, but that's interesting. So you don't have managers really coming up to you saying like, let's bring the energy up. This isn't working here or like things like that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they may have felt that way or like, but I mean, I feel like a lot of the times the DJs will see that and make the necessary adjustments. Like I can't think of too many, even DJ homies that have been like, Oh man, that happened to me here. Like, right. I don't know that it doesn't really seem to be a thing. Maybe it's because you guys had like one of some of the older DJs are like DJ flip out. And if you yell at him, uh-huh. he'll just go crazy and flip out at you. And then, so all the managers <laughs> know, and that's set the tone of Vancouver. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's funny. I feel like, actually, I feel like they wouldn't do that to him. I'm just like, oh, kidding. Man, that's flip. That's flip out. He gets a pass. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's how, that's how he's treated here. <laughs> yeah. Also, I can't see flip out really doing something bad that you would want. You know, he seems so yeah. knowledgeable. Like, He's been doing mm-hmm. top 40 radio for almost 20 years. He's been doing mm-hmm. dope hip hop funk collecting records for well uh, over no. 20 years, I'm sure. So, yeah. I mean, what does this yeah. guy not know? Um, I think the only thing that can set him off is if he had to play it all Olivia Rodrigo set. But um, that might trip you <laughs> up, too, because I brought it up to you and you didn't even know who she was. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I incredible. I listened to you sent me the Spotify and I listened to her five songs. And I even listened to it with Charlie. I'm like, do you know this? And we're both like, what? Don't you don't know Good for You or Driver's License or any of those? That's nuts. They're yeah. like the biggest songs. Like, just you know, I mean, not like you play them in clubs that much, but it's uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's penetrated the music. Yeah. <laughs> or a ethos. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. But um maybe it's like the voice, but like the forest fires, it just hasn't made it past the border. Right, yet. right. It's, For me. It's the Q and It they've kept it out of, of <laughs> Canada. Um well, so I did um ask the internet, which is something mm-hmm. we're familiar with, uh if they had mm-hmm. any questions for you. And awesome. um a few people wrote in, and I think it may lead to some conversations here. So um, we'll Lovely. start off with your boy, Brian. And I have okay. a feeling this is some sort of uh, inside jokish question, but he says, ask him who his favorite Warzone teammates are. That, oh, okay. That's a video game? Yes, it's, it's a video game. <laughs> that's something you know I've that? never Call heard of. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so uh, a hobby that I did pick up during the pandemic was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> and okay. it turns out that a lot of other DJs do too. So uh, your boy Brian is someone from Toronto who's okay. very good at the game. So uh, he's definitely a good teammate to have. Um, when you win the game, like the other team can kind of hear you for a second. And he has a thing where he always plays Scatman <laughs> for them. Which I'm is, a Scatman! I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! That, so that's what that's after losing or whatever. That's what the anime or the, the team would hear. Great, and you're playing against like twelve year olds. They're like, "What is this weird sound?" <laughs> <laughs> Some. So yeah, he's good to play with. Uh, Baby, you is another guy that's great. Uh, okay. You mentioned Grand Theft. He's really good at the game. Oh my uh, god! Do I need to jump into spin. this? Oh god! These are all the homies. What do you play on Definitely. Xbox? I play on a PS5. 
Okay, PS5. I'm going to suck if I come into this late late in the game like this. Oh, dude, I was ho- I mean, I'm okay now, but uh yeah, it's the hours have been put in with not much return, but it's so much fun. <laughs> Are you going to stream it ever? Have you? I've I've definitely thought about it, but I don't like if you watch streamers that are successful streaming it, they're good at the game, like really good at the game. So right. I don't know if I can, if there was a niche market for people that wanted to see DJs that they've heard of play together. I think yeah. what I've learned is they don't want to see that. I've seen DJs yeah. stream on their DJ channel and there's like two people yeah. watching and I tried to watch uh-huh. it. I'm like, what the hell am I watching here? And that's yeah. probably how gamer streamers feel about DJs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I would be down to do it. I just, it hasn't happened yet. Right. And I technically don't know the back end of how to do it. Well, I'm sure you could figure it out. You just plug in the thing the same way you put your camera, right? Yeah, true. I don't know. I'm making mm. that up. Maybe I'm just making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it live at the <clears throat> fresh and freshest and friends streaming on the wall <laughs> behind you. Uh, all right. Wait, so who are your favorite teammates? Oh, well, the guys I was just naming. Okay, all those guys. Baby U, so, yeah. Grand Theft. So, um, your boy Brian's Your good. boy Brian. Uh, Crooked's fun to play with, too. Crooked's, Crooked's on there. Too. What? Yeah. We even got a fellow podcaster, Beat Source family. Uh-huh. My God. Uh-huh. Shout uh-huh. to Crooked and the Road Podcast. I got to say that. They just hit their 200th 200, 200, episode. 200? Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think that is commendable. And also, they're taking so a break for like a month or two. So I'm like... Thank yeah. you, guys. You're opening up that lane. So all the road people, you can just <laughs> come on in. The 20 podcast yeah. will welcome you. Um, we may not have four people oh. that talk shit all the time, but I, I'm trying yeah. to get into the more of the shit talk <laughs> mode, guys. So, you know, what can I say? I don't have the New York accent, um, but <laughs> um, I, gotta, I, I can try to get a little meaner. I think, and then maybe mm-hmm. I can do it. But no, they're they're amazing. I love the Road Podcast. They they started yep. this DJ podcast shit. Okay, mm-hmm. they're the, the I was a guest. I was a guest on there before, and then uh, I remember Jamie was like, "Oh man, can you can you please bring me like some ketchup chips?" So I like brought them from Canada. <laughs> I actually left Fortune one night, and if you remember, like the area it's in, it's like yeah, China. pretty sketchy. Yeah, so yeah. like I went to like the most grimiest corner store around the corner because my flight was in the morning it was the only thing open <laughs> right. i just bought a couple of bags of ketchup chips and they were so stoked on them how funny they still don't have ketchup chips here like at all no i've never i mean no. it's that's a very canadian thing um for mm-hmm. some reason they also don't have mustard chips like that seems like it would be a thing no yeah i, I guess if, so yeah if people put mustard you on pretzels if and you stuff, just talk yeah, about sure. ketchup chips you can't make the I don't know face because mustard chips seem way like more. Maybe my I don't know face is going to go. <laughs> hmm. uh, mustard chips. You've also got way more options with mustard chips. There's so many different flavors of mustard. So, um, yeah, I'm going to invent that. No, I'm sure they exist. Um, okay. So let's move on. We've got Mike DeKonig. Uh, uh-huh. is, is that how you say it? Um, I'm sorry if I mispronounced I it, so. Mike. Um, what does DJ Marvel Think of DJ scene in Vancouver. I don't think he means DJ scene. He probably means the <laughs> DJ scene. Um, yep. What does DJ Marvel think of the DJ scene in Vancouver? Is there a lack of nightlife or a lack of venues? The old two-parter question. Hey? You better have a good memory right now. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think the scene, like you mentioned before, it's, it's always been great. Uh, 
Vancouver produces some amazing producers and DJs, uh, and they have done so for a long time. I'm lucky to play alongside so many of them. Yeah. Um, the generation younger than me is still passionate about it, and you know, I mean, I feel like it's it's strong. It's definitely strong. As far as the venues go, um, I'll, I feel like a lot have closed over the pandemic, so it's making it a little bit more challenging. But yeah. there are um, private spaces that have come up where they're doing events. Um, I Four Corners, speaking of DJ City, was just in town, and him and I saw each other at this uh, listening party for Manila Gray, who is a group out of Vancouver, an R&B group. Oh, uh, and they did it at this really cool, like... I guess like an art space you could say. And I mean, over the pandemic, we threw a party at this like huge, like industrial garage and stuff like that. So like it's changing, it's changing, but in a good way, like new things are opening up. Right. A lot of venues also uh, went to the, I guess like sports arcade kind of vibe. That seems like so, everywhere, like Vegas yeah. here, everywhere. That's like a thing now, I guess, because maybe it keeps yeah. them longer, has them drink more. Um, sure. They, they can do it in the day. Right, they can do it in the day. Um, mm -hmm. It just that's definitely. It seems like Vegas. A lot of places are leaning towards that. That thing. I've is seen that like, is that money 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 baby money is that baby like that? is that spot? There's a spot in Chicago and New York called Bounce, um, and yep. yeah, that's just like a thing. Like TVs all over the place, which is weird when you're yeah. DJing, but people love yeah. sports. I think one one of the first places like that. Uh, I remember DJing. I was probably like 82 in LA. They were kind of one of the first arcade right. kind of But it's of like an arcade. That's places. straight up arcade. Uh, yeah. Like people are playing video games and you're just DJing to yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I do this uh, sometimes. Well, before the pandemic, I was doing this place, uh, DJs in Belmar, New Jersey. And they have TVs uh -huh. everywhere. And I was trying to like film the crowd. And SK83 from Germany was like, why are there TVs all over? They're watching sports while you're DJing. Like, oh, he, he couldn't fathom it. Yeah, he was just like, "What the hell's going on?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know, man." I mean, that's so different for him. Probably, uh, actually, shout right. out to SK83. He, he played Good Life before too, um, but for him, I think his from an outsider looking in, it looks like his is just like always a festival setup, or always. just like always the crowd fixated on him playing with like crazy visuals and shit, right. like. I know. It doesn't really seem like... I know. I'm like, if you're a DJ in Germany, do you just get to play festivals, like, all the time? Like, <laughs> what the yeah. hell? You have to... Here, you have to be, like, an EDM... Here, you have to be from Europe to go to play the festival. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. Only Europeans get yeah. to play festivals. I just cracked the code. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get an accent and uh, start doing that. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Dangerous Stranger with the second in week in a row question. And I made fun of his name last week. Uh, apologized. We had a little DM back and forth about it. Uh, he wasn't mad. But uh, I was saying that name is very stalkerish, um, you know, mm -hmm. and he said it works very well for Halloween gigs. And I can understand that. Dangerous Stranger. Uh, up in the place to be. Um, you don't want him sneaking up on you in the alley. But um, he asks, are DJs in Canada too nice to deny song requests? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, motherfucker. <laughs> um, no, I think like we spoke about earlier, like, yeah, uh, no, I don't think that's the case at all. Maybe. Right. Maybe a little bit more patient or something like that, but I don't think that they're ruling out saying no to people. 
Right, exactly. We'll hit him with yeah. we'll hit him with a little uh out. Get out of my face. Or, you know, <laughs> if they hit us with a good request, we can be like yeah. You know the fucking vibes. That's when we like yeah. it. <laughs> you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jay. Okay. Um all right. So no. Canadians will tell you to fuck off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, DJ Rio Soul asks a question, which seems actually someone else okay. had a similar question. Uh, DJ Rio uh, Soul, coming from Brazil. Uh, you, you've got worldwide people asking you here. Hell yeah. Um, I think I've seen him stream. He streams, right? I'm not sure. And if he does, I'm sorry, Rio Soul, because he's a very big <laughs> supporter of all my posts and everything. And he's great. Helps with the questions. I don't know if I've seen his Sick. stream. If so, uh, let's check it out. But it's DJ underscore Rio Soul. Has he okay. ever, he asked, have you, as a Marvel, ever broken yeah. any objects while throwing basketballs through his roof? P.S. Trophy emoji sets, which I think means you're getting a oh. trophy for your sets. Top, top quality there. Respect. Okay. Respect. Thank you, Real Soul. Thank you, Real Soul. Uh, so I think he's referring to sometimes on my Instagram stories, I'll shoot a basketball through this hole in my roof. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's not like a, a hole with a leak. It's like designed to look like that. But anyways, <laughs> it goes through to where the basketball hoop is. And okay. on the other side of that, there was, to answer his question, uh, these beautiful peonies that were growing there. <laughs> and a lot, of the, a lot of them got crushed from these shots. And my wife yelled at me several times. All right. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you've only, you've, you've destroyed the peonies. No objects have been broken. Um, and no. one other thing you, I need to talk about, um, is that like, you know, before you're going to interview a Canadian DJ, probably a DJ who lives in the certain parts of Vancouver, um, sometimes sure. you get a text back from them that says, um, something like the bear just came back in our yard, FML. <laughs> Never has anyone texted me that, okay? The bear just came back in my yard, and then I look on your thing, and there's literal ring doorbell videos of huge black bears at your house. Yeah. So, like, I have coyotes and scorpions mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. rattlesnakes and a lot of not fun things, but I do feel <laughs> as if I could kill most of these things with my bare hands. The rattlesnake, I right. have to call somebody... The scorpions, the black widows, I'll squish them. The coyote, I'll kick them in the face if I needed to. Yeah. A bear, what are you going to do? Right. Oh, my God. So what's up with that? I mean, what's going on So there? the area I live in, uh, in January, we moved from downtown uh, to North Vancouver. About yeah. 10 minutes away. Didn't think about this, but there are definitely black bears living in the area, which are pretty oh safe, God. and they're just looking for food, more okay. or less. Um. But yeah, they've been like, actually, when we bought the house, I remember the guy saying, oh, never see any bears, never. And I remember, well, what about this big apple tree over there? And he's like, oh, yeah, we got about 200 apples off it last year. I was like, don't, wouldn't a bear want to eat those kind of thing? Yeah. So we just didn't kind of buy it. And then the, the neighbors would slowly mention like, oh, the bear was back. Ha ha. They're just like super casual about it. Um, but my wife and I were just like, what the hell? We'd like, we have a child. We don't want to get eaten by a bear. Like, what's yeah, going on? That would be bad. And. <laughs> wouldn't be the best um but now we're more like the neighbors like we're just like okay with it like they're so chill right. they're just like trying to eat and go back to sleep for a few months 
perfect. Oh, yeah. When do they go <laughs> to hibernation. sleep? Yeah. Like, oh, I that's think like October, November. So pretty soon. That's good to know. Do you have a pet or anything? No, I don't. Okay. So that would be a crazy. You'd have to get like a big dog or like they would. Your yeah. dog would probably get in a fight with them. Mm-hmm. That's but yeah, I think like the, I did. I did get kind of scared. Uh, maybe a few weeks ago, I went out to just go smoke or whatever at the end of the night, yeah. uh, and I walked around the corner and like locked eyes with it. it. But it was dark, so it was just like the reflection eyes. So I was kind of scared, and then I just tensed up, and it kind of like growled or whatever. So I definitely went back in the house. But then the next morning, what? when I went back out, there's like a huge bear shit on the lawn. No. Um, oh my and I don't god. I don't know if you want to look up what bear scat looks like, but it's not pretty at all. And you had to clean so it I had up. To like, well, yeah. I had to like, <laughs> like shovel and hose it. It was the worst. Oh my God. And hashtag then, real DJ. Hashtag real bear scat. Oh my God. <laughs> hashtag it's a scat man. You're playing it for the fucking. <laughs> that's the real scat man. <laughs> Holy shit. It's the bear scat man. <laughs> Maybe if you play the scat man for the bear, it'll like scare it off. That could be the repellent right there. You need yeah. like a fucking spotlight or something. Like, can you shine a crazy Dude, light? No. Dude, this was this was my line of defense when it comes to that. I was doing this. Phone? No. This. That's what I'm doing. That was all I say. Me too, because I go in my backyard in like the middle of the night to, you know, do yeah. whatever I want. And uh I hear animals, crazy animals, and like there, there's been bobcats and coyotes and same. I'm pointing my little yeah. cell phone camera and I'm like, I should probably yeah, buy. Weak. I'm sure I could order on Amazon or some site within a second and get a uh, uh, light. But if it's been mm-hmm. years, I still haven't done it. I think but, I think my parents even bought me a proper flashlight for that purpose, but I still and just haven't done it. Lately, yeah. there's the weirdest bird. I don't know what it is in my backyard, but it's the loudest bird in the world. Whoa. And it only does it super late at night and it waits till like i'm outside and it's super silent and then it's like yeah and then like i'm like oh my god like what just happened (laughs) um so and then i'm like is it a person and then i tried making the sound back to it and then it was like doing it back to me and i'm like my neighbors probably think i'm crazy and i'm just gonna go back inside at this point um so (laughs) yeah right scary animals in the hills and in the vancouver Mm -hmm. 10 minutes north Mm -hmm. of the city um all right, so that came from the basketball question. I don't know how we got there. Um, oh, God, there's another one. Um, all out oh. echo. How many tries oh, yeah. do those basketball over the roof shots take, though? <laughs> oh, Instagram versus reality. I would say I'm about <laughs> two for 10 from the field with about a 20% shot Okay, going in rate. All right, all right. and um, And the final question coming from... Another amazing DJ, another DJ City Beat Source uh, colleague, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matsu. Um, another person that is uh, a young DJ, uh, someone in their yeah. early 20s who yes. makes me crushing feel it. old, crushing it. So dope. Love him. Such a great guy. Actually, just had lunch with him when he was in LA. Um, he, was nice. at, he was at Hard Fest. Excuse me, with uh, oh, wow. Craze. And, Craze? Um, yeah. That was fun. We got to eat at Porto's and tell each other some good stories. He was telling me about Hard Fest and all that. But he asks, um, and uh, after I ask you this, I'm going to full screen your video so people could check this out because it has to do with your background and your house and things people see. Where do you get oh. your interior design inspo? You can tell he's in his early 20s because he oh. can't write out inspiration. He just writes inspo. 
So uh, <laughs> let's look at your house for the YouTube people. Look at that. Beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. Um, yeah, you, this is just my studio. Them? Okay. But, um, I mean, the house we live in lends itself to a certain style. I guess it's a mid-century modern home. The house looks um, dope. The, like, I know you just moved there. I've only seen little mm-hmm. pieces, but it mm-hmm. uh, looks really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like definitely combining like natural elements from outside in. And um, my wife has a really strong sense for this stuff. Like she works for Aritzia, if you know what that is. But like yeah. um, she has a strong eye for all this stuff. So right. she's been collecting stuff for a while. I've been collecting stuff and it just kind of really all came together. And I don't know. That's dope. Yeah, like, no, your wife is like. I wish I had a more specific super answer cool. for him. No, but. that sounds good. I mean, we see yeah. you and your wife on. Your son is like the most stylish, coolest person in the world. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's going to look back at all the pictures yeah. you have of him and he's going to have some very good TBT posts uh, in his life. Uh, you, you, I mean, you, you guys dress him amazing. Your wife mm-hmm. is like super cool person and also mm-hmm. dresses cool and has Shout a cool job. Yep. And yeah, yep. you know, like I follow her on Instagram too and see all that. So, mm-hmm. So it's sort of a team effort with the interior design expo. Yeah. It's a team effort for sure. But uh, yeah, just like, like uh, I mean, we had, we put out some patio furniture that uh-huh. we just got. And like, we'll combine stuff too. Like, for example, like the table we have there is like from like a quote unquote designer place. But the two chairs we got were from Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just that's dope that though. That's the way and to then do it. Facebook Marketplace. So like, yeah, it's like a lot of high-low, I guess you yeah. could say. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. You know, I just saw today, this morning, um, DJ Fashion, uh, another great DJ and friend, um, just posted that I didn't even know he was doing this, but uh, he started Studio Daniel James. Am I saying it wrong? No. Cool. Uh, I got to look so I don't say it wrong. But uh, he started his own interior design company, I guess, um, and was putting all these cool pictures and something he wants to do. So um, everybody go check out Fashion's page. He's doing some yeah. Some he's dope a, he's stuff. a good guy for that, and he and you can tell it's like super authentic with him. Like he's yeah. so passionate about art and yeah. everything. He's an art collector, and uh, mm-hmm. in it way before all these NFTs and all that stuff's been blown up. Which is funny. I haven't yeah. seen him talk about NFTs and all that. I would have thought he would be like one of the main people into that. I've never even asked him about mm-hmm. it. NFT life. Nor have I. Well, yeah. I will after this. Um, <laughs> amazing. Well, yo, we uh, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. We've learned so much about so much DJ Marvel. Learned a lot about mm-hmm. Vancouver, Canada. Yes, interior yes. design, basketball shots, ruined peonies, um, bears, bears, bear scat, scat War man, zone. yeah, all of it. <laughs> bear yeah. scat man. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's all come together. Um, before we get out of here, do you have any? Yes final words for the djs i think one thing also is please let us know where we can find you your social media handles Mm -hmm. your website and then also do you have any final words for the djs any other things you want to talk about any words of encouragement just whatever's on your mind in these final moments okay uh (laughs) i'll just (laughs) as far as uh words for the djs like um i love being part of the community and I like hearing everything people share. I get inspired by all DJs, uh, young and old. Um, yeah, you know what? Keep... Actually, before to interrupt you because I'm interrupting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, to, I, I'm not sure if we went into it that deep. Actually, like you said, love being part of the community and all that. You are a, the the representative oh, for sure, Vancouver sure. of DJ City and 
beat yeah. source in effect, right? Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. So I guess starting in about 2018, they launched a Canadian division uh-huh. uh, with Kirk. Kirk, who is four corners from Toronto, uh, kind of being the main like East Coast guy and national person. And then right. I just kind of stepped in the role as the West Coast person. Um, so it's been a great journey since then, like connecting with like, yeah, like DJ Cass in Miami or like yeah. whoever, like people in Europe and just like all these Matsu and like all these different people. It's like, it's great to be a part of that community and um, yeah. be able to contribute music, not only from Canada, but from around the world to get added to the pool, um, hire people for the podcasts uh, to be guests on there. Oh, cool. Uh, what else do I do? Like coordinate the link-ups right. they were happening more frequently. Yeah. That was fun. I, I, I mean, I did, a, I think, two or three in Vancouver, one in Seattle. I did one in Calgary. Um, what else did I do with them recently? Oh, I worked with Mickey War and designed the latest drop that they did oh, for their lifestyle collection. Yeah, I got some of that. I've been rocking the sweatpants. E. Hey. Uh, and then, yeah. And then just like working now more with BeatSource as well has been, has been great. That's dope. Um, yeah. We even got to all go to um, Colorado together. Yes. Uh, right yeah. before the, I guess right before the pandemic. No, it was about a I year. I think they were planning a second. It was a year before that. Yeah. A year before. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. We got to all be there together. Every DJ hanging yeah. out. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if you were part of a bunch. Uh, we were taking those like pizza rolls and like cooking them on the heaters and the, <laughs> the snow. Or, lot, lot oh, of, outside. Lot of that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. There's a lot of good things, but I let I met so many cool people at that that mm-hmm. thing, and I got to moderate a panel and interview some. It's really called, cool what was people. it called? Beyond Beyond the Music. Beyond the Music. DJ yeah. Vice and DJ City came together to do that, and. um there were so yeah, so many cool things came out of that. I hope hopefully yeah. that we're able to do it again next year or the year after whenever things get that'd safe be awesome. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, dope. And so um, so yeah, so so to go back, so you have any uh, words of encouragement for anybody out there, kind of on the come up, um, trying to do their thing? You know, DJs putting in work out. Yeah, there. just I mean, as far as someone like on the come up, I would have to say just like being passionate about your craft, like don't be too cool to like learn new things or discover new music and just like try to express yourself the best way you can. That's, that's great. Words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, dope man. And, and did you already say all your social media? I don't know if I cut you off and you never ended up saying that. I was talking about the community first before myself. Yeah, see, that's why you're a great man. You're a great man. (laughs) Canadian. Uh, so on, Instagram, uh, I guess I use the most out of all those. So you could just follow me at DJ Marvel, all yeah. one word. Uh, my Twitter, which you referred to earlier, is DJ underscore Marvel. Okay. Uh, and my Twitch is DJ Marvel. That's great. I feel like I got you on to, what did I get you on? Vine or Instagram? Probably. I got you on like uh, some social media. I remember like t- showing you it. like, And then you mm-hmm. became like the master and you were making like the funniest <laughs> videos and all this shit. I don't know. I remember, I think some of my first ever, I think my first ever Instagram post was in LA. So it could very well have been. Yeah, that. I feel, I like, I feel like I remember JCO. either showing you Instagram and, or Vine or both of that or something. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. I hope it was. <laughs> um, and, and just before we go, I just wanted to say um, rest in peace to one of our good friends, uh, DJ Wondercut, who yes. was recently passed away. Yeah. Uh, someone great from, great from Vancouver. 
Right. Oh, yeah. That's such a tragedy. I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, my condolences out to his family you. And, yeah. and you guys Absolutely. and his friends. I know that was mm -hmm. such a tough loss. Uh, he was yeah. an incredible DJ in person. Yes. And, um, yeah, so tough. I mean, it's just been, yeah, that, that's awful. So, yeah, rest in peace to him. Mm -hmm. So many, yeah. you know, the amount of amazing people that were lost over the past year and a half is just for sure mind-blowing you know um but we'll we'll continue on the legacy for them and you know absolutely keep, keep it going um but yeah man yeah. thank you thanks for taking the time i know we're both in dad mode so we we did this late at night it's like midnight right now we're both doing this yeah. and <laughs> i'm about to get up for the second day of third grade uh tomorrow morning and then Attaboy. you know i'm sure you're doing dad life and house life things uh <laughs> tomorrow as well yeah. But um, shovel in the bear poop, man. Yo, I hope you don't get any more <laughs> scat. <laughs> scat out. Let's get that scat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, all right. Well, good luck with the bears. I hope they don't Thank you. Um, do anything mean to your house or family. Luckily, like you said, black bear, you don't have grizzlies. Like grizzlies will like attack you. Uh, so yeah, for sure they will. I think we're good, and they're gonna go to sleep soon. All right. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, yo, DJ Marvel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, hopefully we will Thanks, hang Spider. in person soon. That'd be great. All right. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you to DJ Marvel for coming on the show. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you rate and review the show on the Apple Podcast app. Show us some love on there. Help us climb the charts. Uh, hit me on Instagram if you want to be in touch at DJ Spider, DJ S P I D E R. Send me a DM. The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm signing off. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.